Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories so military spouses can continue to make confident and informed decisions for their families. Because, let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, a veteran spouse, and your host for today's show. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. Before I get into my official announcements and our amazing interview today, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I have been feeling the weight of current events lately. I'm still finding my words on how I feel about everything. I hope you'll forgive me for keeping this opening a bit vague. Until I find my words, I want to let you know that I'm here. I'm doing my best to show up and stay informed. Fortunately, my husband is a history buff and big on following current events, so I get to get all the updates from him every day. Either way, I encourage all of us to get informed, show compassion and grace to each other, and let's take educated actions for the benefit of all of us. Today's times will definitely be in the history books especially at the time that this episode was published, May 25th, 2020. I'll leave it up to you to do a Google search if if you are unsure of the current events that are taking place right now at this time, May 25th. All right. So, announcements. Really excited. I have mentioned this in the recent episodes. Holding Down the Four now has a newsletter. Similar to the podcast show, this newsletter will be curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories so you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. The best part of this is it's not just me sharing stuff. It's actually content from the guest we have interviewed on this show. And so this is your opportunity to learn more about them and see what other resources they have to share for our amazing military community. You can check out the show notes of this episode to subscribe or simply visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. Holding Down the Fort Podcast is brought to you by the amazing company I am proud to represent, U.S. Vet Wealth. At U.S. Vet Wealth, we educate and empower veterans and their families on how to have personal autonomy in their lives with our three pillars of financial control, self-development, and identity. Today, I want to briefly talk about our self-development pillar. For anyone that's looking to improve their professional presence on LinkedIn, especially veterans and military spouses, U.S. Vet Wealth is offering a free 30-day LinkedIn masterclass for free. You can register today at usvetwealth.com forward slash LinkedIn, or you could just visit usvetwealth.com. You can also email me directly with my business email, Jen, that's J-E-N, at usvetwealth.com, and I'll be happy to give you more information on that. Starting in June 2020, we will now be tailoring our free weekly action classes that I have mentioned in previous episodes as office hours to our LinkedIn students to get their questions answered by our LinkedIn expert, founder of US Vet Wealth, and my husband, Scott R. Tucker. 
We hope that you'll join us with the free 30-day LinkedIn masterclass and even attend our action classes every at the time of this recording, every Fridays, noon Eastern. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to help you. We'd love to serve you. So we hope that you will join us. And once again, you can learn more about all of that at usvetwealth.com or you can email me personally with my business email, jen, J-E-N, at usvetwealth.com. All right, that's all the announcements I have for you. Thank you for bearing with me. Now what I want to do is introduce to you our guest for today. Christy Lawler is the founder and owner of CJL Consulting, LLC, a marketing consulting firm offering a full suite of marketing, branding, sales strategy, and training services for local, national, and global companies. Christy is soon to be a published author and speaks nationally on topics of marketing, cultural development, strategies, and branding. In 2018, Christy launched her philanthropic arm, the WITI Group. This allows Christy to dedicate her time to fulfilling her true purpose of building the next generation of female leaders, both through her company and charity. CJL Consulting is a WBENC certified women-owned small business. Christy also volunteers her time with other nonprofit foundations, supporting the hospitality industry as well as industry advisory board member. She is also a proud member of the Female Founders Collective. I hope that you enjoy this next interview given today's times and hear how Christy is now adapting her company to what is becoming today's new normal. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with Holding Down the Fort. And I just want to say welcome back. And I'm really excited because every time I get to do another interview, it means that I get to interview another incredible person in our community. We have a spouse of a retired Air Force officer, Christy Lawler. There's also so many other amazing things that I've already mentioned to you about her in her bio. And she will be diving into a number of those things today. So Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is a fantastic opportunity for me, and I'm so grateful for your time. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, prior to this recording, people don't know, but we actually mixed up the times <laughs> to talk. So, Christy, I just want to thank you for your flexibility. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners where you are calling from right now? Because I think it's really interesting. Okay. So, I live in Houston, Texas, which is known for our weather. <laughs> and right now I am sitting in a park with a torrential downpour and my plan was to go to the car and get home for a more quiet environment for this interview, but that did not happen because let's be honest, I wasn't gonna walk through a torrential downpour to get to my right. car. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to start off. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, definitely. And that's completely fine. And I love it. It reminds me of an interview I had where one of our past guests couldn't find his headset or he couldn't put it on. So he was just putting his phone on speaker while he was driving. And so you can hear like the ambiance oh my God. of being on the road. So trust me, like I think the sound of rain and I can hear it too. It's almost sounds therapeutic oh, to me. So I don't mind it. Oh, nice thunder roll? Yes. I just, yeah. I just there was heard that it. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. And 
luckily it's calmed down because mm. like 20 minutes ago it was really insane and I was like these cracks of thunder and lightning oh my goodness really loud and they made me jump there's another one there we go yeah so yeah, I um... has weather <laughs> Yeah. My husband and I live in Virginia Beach and we live like on the beach, which sounds like nice in theory. But I think something about like being near the water and just the crazy weather out here, too. I remember when we first moved oh, yeah. here about a year ago, it was just constant thunderstorms. And at first I thought it was going to be sort of boring to live on the beach, which I know I shouldn't be saying that because I thought the water would always be still because I'm originally from San Diego, California. And the weather there is, you know, you, you're kind of like living in a bubble there. Yeah. Right. So here I was like, oh, cool. Like, oh, cool. We're getting near the water, but it probably won't be that interesting. It'll probably remind me of San Diego. But long and behold, with the crazy weather and the thunderstorms and the bugs and rodents that come with it, every day is it's interesting. way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Oh, my God. Yeah. San Diego is known for their, like, normal weather patterns, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. they may have an earthquake or a Pacific rainstorm. But they don't have anything that happens on the East or Gulf Coast yeah. where we get life-changing storms. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. They don't get those. Yeah, it, that's absolutely yeah. true. And I know that firsthand. And I remember when we first moved out to the East Coast about two years ago, it was a complete culture shock for me to be like, wait, what? We have four seasons out here. <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre. And I feel like I've learned to embrace it almost two years out now. And I don't know. I kind of just stay home a lot of the times, honestly. But yeah, it's been quite I'm an experience. I'm just curious. Where did you move from? I was originally in San Diego, California. I lived there for about 20 years. Prior to that, I was a military child. So I moved around every two to three years, usually yeah. around like Japan to California. And then when we moved, we actually moved to Richmond, Virginia for the first seven months. And that was the first time in my adult life I had experienced all four seasons. Like I experienced it when I was a kid, mm -hmm. when I didn't have like much responsibilities and I didn't have to go anywhere. So I remember the first time it snowed, I was like, how do people get to work? Like, how do people live <laughs> out here? It was, it was so it. interesting. And we lived in, in an apartment at the time. And I remember like all night, the trucks would put, you know, they would salt the roads and I couldn't sleep because yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know that they do that. I was like, oh, that's how people can get to work. It's like the government, I guess, just has these people yes. salt the roads. But yeah, that yeah. was really interesting for me and really just like the thunderstorms and just, and now that we live in Virginia Beach, it's, it's no different other than the fact that but it, it doesn't really snow here as much, but it is still really interesting. Well, you to, would hope it would. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually glad because I I learned what black ice is, or I think that's what it's called. And when you drive, like you have yes. to be very mindful of the road. And so I remember when it was snowing in Richmond, my husband's like, "I'm driving," <laughs> because he's um he's originally from Ohio, so he is you know he's familiar with black ice and you know the four seasons, and he always likes. Oh, girl. I had no idea what black ice was because I was from Arizona oh, and then yes. we moved to Germany oh, and gosh. I had to commute to the one of the other bases for work mm -hmm. on black ice. Oh my! And goodness. I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know how to drive in rain, much less black ice. And I no. literally, I think I hit multiple cars oh, my multiple goodness. times. And every time I hit another car, I would get out and do the thing where you're like, I'm so sorry I hit you. And they're like, 
it's okay. It's not a problem. It's ice. We do this. That's what bumpers are for. That's the difference between Germany and the U.S. Oh my goodness. Because so if that happened in the U.S., it's the same, right? You get the insurance companies involved in everything. In Germany, you hit someone by sliding into them on black ice and they're like, <laughs> we're good. It's just normal. No big deal. My Jetta yeah. is okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's fine. It's, it's no big deal. That's so funny. My uh, husband lived in Germany for 11 years and I don't think I ever talked to him about, I, I met him like afterward. I never really asked him about what it was like when it snowed there. So I, I now I'm curious to bring up that conversation to him. One, it's gorgeous. So that, oh my God, it's so beautiful. But two, definitely ask him because I loved being stationed in Germany. Like that was our only duty station and Mm. it was amazing. Mm. And every time I would get really, really frustrated in my morning commute because of the shell, I would just be like, okay, you're, yes, you're stuck in traffic and it sucks. But oh my God, girl, you're stuck <laughs> in traffic in Germany. So just stop bitching and just enjoy. Look around, look around. The yeah. Scenery. And I would have this whole like self-think thing going on. And it, it made it so much fun because I learned one well before like map class or smartphones, I learned my way around mm. in different cities because I was stuck in traffic and I was deviating from my route just to find yeah. the faster way. So mm. I didn't mind it. I've been a military spouse almost my entire adult life. And you're right, you have to roll with it. Whatever it gives you, you just go. Mm. And it doesn't always necessarily make sense, but you have to just deal the hand you're dealt, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of which, let's dive into where you're at today, Christie's. In addition to your amazing bio and our fun, candid conversation today about the weather that everyone has the pleasure of listening to right now, why don't you share a snapshot of your life today, particularly what keeps you excited and busy nowadays? Okay, so every day I wake up really excited to figure out what I can do that day. And that has always been my mantra, but it's a natural and very organic thought process because I am always looking for what's next. Mm. So with my company, with running this company that focuses on creating beverage and training programs for national restaurants and entertainment. Yeah, that's the word, entertainment. Things. <laughs> yes. Uh, right? Entertainment. Yeah. So I have a couple of things that are either national golf-ish things, like things pop golf, but uh, not top golf. And what I know is they have like better technology. And it's a company called Drive Shack. So mm-hmm. you play golf while you drink and dine. And then Alamo Draft House, which is my first client with my company as we know it today. And they are the 
first ever dining, drinking national theater company. And they're completely privately owned. And they are the genesis for enjoying a drink or food in your seat. That's not popcorn or a hot dog got from a sesame stand in a theater. And it's just a fantastic experience. So if you haven't been to an Alma Draft House, you absolutely need to go to one because they're amazing. Mm -hmm. Once they reopen, of course. Right, right. But I, I started this and I just love it. And that is what we do. But... The other side of my company, which is the most important side to me, is our nonprofit arm. I started a 501c3 foundation for women in the food and beverage industry that find themselves in abusive or otherwise hostile work environments. Wow. And our organization is now more than 65 female volunteers nationally that are like queens of the industry. I mean, everyone is a COO, CEO, founder, VP, director. I mean, these are women that are at the top of the food chain and we're all volunteering to help women that want to find a path forward in the food and beverage service industry, which as we all know is really hurting right now. Yeah. And that's my bread and butter. Right. So it's the perfect time for my foundation to really make a difference and make an impact. And that's honestly my driving force. Oh, that sounds so incredible, Christy. And you mentioned that, you know, you're really helping empowering women in the industry, especially if they had experience. Can you describe that again? Like if they are in like a hostile, dangerous environment, is that how you described it? Yeah, I mean, this whole thing stems from my own personal experiences in my teens, 20s, and 30s, where I was either sexually assaulted or verbally assaulted in a sexual nature by a client, a colleague, or a customer, and my employer didn't have my back. So I wanted to create something that wasn't necessarily me too, but was focused on if you have this experience, you have a network to back you Mm. and help you because I didn't stand up to myself and I'm okay with that now. It was definitely a mistake that I didn't stand up to myself when it happened. But if I had stood up to myself, I don't know if I'd be where I am now creating this space. And so now in my 40s, I feel like I can stand up for other women so that they don't have to worry about having a backing or a backbone or the courage. Because we will get that for you. We will help you. We're here. Yeah, no, that is uh, completely amazing. And I appreciate you sharing that and also sharing candidly, you know, your past and what you went through. And in a way, you turned your pain into your passion to make sure that other women don't go through the same circumstances. Absolutely. Well, if you don't learn something from the bad things in your life, you're not going to grow. 
Mm-hmm. So take the bad and build. That's yeah. It. I'm curious with your nonprofit, do you have, I want to say like allies like that are not women, you know, that volunteer and yes. help as well? Yes, we do have witty men <laughs> <laughs> and they, they fund our nonprofit conference. They fund our fundraising events and they are also known as our safe men and my safe men are, um, I say that with air quotes since you can't see me, but <laughs> those are the men that will absolutely, if you are in a situation that you can't get out of and you feel like it's going to be an issue if we try to get out of it, if you find a safe man, he will get you out of that situation. And all of these men are on board. They've agreed to it. They've volunteered for it. Wow. And that is a beautiful thing because many of them didn't know this existed. In mm-hmm. fact, I haven't actually approached any of them. They all approached me and they were like, hey, I got daughters. Yeah. Wife. I love what you're doing. How can I be a part of it? And I'm like, well, this is how. You just become a safe man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, kudos to the men, you yeah. know, the allies that are helping you in what you're doing with your nonprofit. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. I no, think that's I, so amazing. I'm surrounded with amazing people. <laughs> it's, it's sounds important, like it. It's important to talk about the men that are great yeah. with a women's foundation. It's really important because this is not one-sided and we're not gender exclusive. We just have a focus that brings people in if they're of the right mindset. Mm-hmm. And I have plenty of men that I know that are not lining up that I thought should or would. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's right. okay. Yeah, for sure. It's not for everyone and we can't help everyone. We can't save everyone, but at least, you exactly. know, at least you're able to help those that really need it. Now, for people that, for women who are, you know, going through that situation where they are possibly, unfortunately, sexually or verbally uh, harassed, what would be the initial steps, you know, to reach out to your nonprofit and seek out the help that they need? Well, I would say her go to your leadership and if they won't help you come to us because the best way to resolve an issue is to go internal always Mm. and we know this from being military spouses you don't go to the commander you go to the immediate person right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you don't want to necessarily raise a red flag because Raising that massive red flag can reduce your credibility. So Mm. start with where the problem is. And then if it's not resolved, go higher. I like that. That's very smart is like start where it's like the closest in proximity in terms of like who you can speak to directly and then just climb your way up if that's not working. Exactly. Wow. Well, that is wonderful advice, and I appreciate you sharing all of that and for what you're doing with your nonprofit. So with Holding Down the Fort, our listeners here are typically the active duty military spouse 
or it's people who are out of military already. Uh, but generally, I like to focus the show on military spouses and military families and be able to provide them an educational topic. So in addition to everything we already talked about, which is already an, an amazing conversation, I want to now get into uh, what you wanted to share, which is always being able to take every opportunity to build your skill set for your career and having being portable in both your knowledge and skills to help you find the right job no matter where you get stationed. I'd like for you to uh, yeah. elaborate more on this and if you have any personal experience with this as well. Yeah, honestly, my experience is kind of short because we were only stationed once overseas. Mm -hmm. And we got married in a drive through chapel, even though our wedding was planned just for the paperwork so that I could go with him overseas for his next duty station. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was signing up for. As many military spouses have no idea what they're <laughs> signing up for, you are literally giving your trajectory over to an unknown deity. Yeah. <laughs> the government determines your ability to be impactful. And mm. for women that are career oriented, that is a nightmare situation. Yeah. That's just not okay. Like not ever. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, but our first duty station, we got married in the drive through. We had the big wedding and three days after the big wedding, we moved to Germany. And I thought that I was going to be a-okay to find a job because I had a college degree. Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I had three internships my junior and senior year. I worked. I managed bars. So I was working. And I was killing it financially. I was making a... I was clearing like grand a month in tips wow. in the 90s wow wow yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there it is <laughs> love it so i was making a really good income and i was really excited to go to germany and get the government to pay for me to like have this european experience and we get there and people are all of a sudden calling me a dependent which wow. I hated because uh, I made more money than my husband did because wow. he was in E4 at the time. And so he was broke. I didn't know that until we got there. And then wow. I called my assholes and had to figure that out. But I couldn't find a job that matched my income. Of course. Like, where are you going to find a job making six grand a month in tips? Right. Cash. Where are mm. you going to find a job like that? in the 90s. So I went to work at AC's and I went to work at the hotel locally for MWR and I started volunteering for the local newspaper because I had a journalism degree mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be I wanted to be a camera person. Like I wanted to shoot the videos that told the stories. I didn't want to be on camera I wanted to be behind the camera and create the picture. Right. What I didn't realize is that was not an option. And I also sucked at taking pictures. <laughs> didn't know that either. 
Learned it. Learned it by volunteering. But it took me six months of working for free for the local newspaper and as a volunteer and doing night shifts at the hotel as a front desk clerk and day shifts at the commissary for AP in my little red vest with the name tag. Yeah. Which all, that was completely debasing for me at that time because I was 23 and felt like I deserved more. I was wrong. No one at 23 deserves more. Mm. But I felt like I did at that time. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about perspective. We all realize how much we didn't know when we thought we knew everything. Right, right. I thought I knew everything. <laughs> oh, my God. But I knew nothing. <laughs> but six months after volunteering and the commander mistaking me for an intern when I was actually a staff writer for the newspaper, even though he knew me, he's like, hey, can you go to school here? And I'm like, nah, no, Commander, I work for you, you know me, I'm just saying. And he's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so embarrassed. Don't be, mm-hmm. don't be, it's okay. You're the commander, I'm just this little reporter thing that flips about. But it's, it, I loved it. I got the job. I got wow. the job. That's the important thing. It wasn't yes. easy, but I got the job. Yes. And then <laughs> I got promotion from that job. Wow. Yeah. It was fun. It was amazing. Ended up getting promoted to start the marketing office, which hadn't existed. Mm-hmm. So I created my idea of a marketing office with no marketing experience whatsoever and they turned it into the model for MWR marketing in Europe for the army. Wow, Christy, Crazy. you sound like a trailblazer. I really was, but I didn't know it at the time. I think I would probably would have liked to have known it because I would have felt better about myself. <laughs> but I just sat there every day suffering imposter syndrome. Mm. And I think that's something most people can relate to. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, it's it's just, just imposter syndrome is such a real thing. I feel like I've already done a couple conversations over podcasting just about the imposter syndrome topic. So I'm glad that you're bringing light to it too, because well, how do I want to say this? Like, it's just reassuring to know that we all experience that. And since we yeah. all do, oh, like, yeah, it's like, since we all do anyway, why don't we just laugh about it and just go on anyway <laughs> and just figure it out anyway? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, imposter syndrome is your internal compass telling you to move forward mm. as far as I'm concerned, because mm. that is your weakness sharing light with you. So just listen, move, because yeah. if you're going to let it hold you back, that's you holding yourself back. Don't do that. You're yeah. better than that. Yeah. Everybody is better than that. Hmm. Right? Preach, <laughs> Preach Christy. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I should have a pulpit, but I don't. I may build one in the backyard, whatever. 
There you go. Love it. Well, I think that's really awesome how at a young age, or at least in your young adult years, you took every opportunity you could, you know, to set yourself up for some kind of career. And because you were open and you were willing to work, you were able to get a job, you're able to get a promotion. And so why? And so I think that's absolutely awesome. And now, you know, fast forward to life today, do you feel like you still have that same mindset about like, you know, taking advantage of every opportunity to, you know, continue to build your career? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My, my career doesn't end with me reaching goals. It just means I'm creating new goals, right? We're mm. always moving forward because if you're not moving forward, you're dying. Mm. So my choice is to not die and to build. <laughs> so I am very excited about the new things that we're creating and doing in terms of our product line which is going to be announced shortly, our new service lines, which are amazing. I am so excited to come out of COVID with more options than we went into this situation with. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Christy, I just want to thank you so much for just being so candid and open with me about your life and your success and where you're at today. And of course, at the time of this recording, we are all, you know, worldwide experiencing this quarantine, you know, coronavirus pandemic. And, you know, with that, it has affected so many people's lives, so many people's businesses, you know, so many people's futures that they thought that they had set already. And so I'm curious for you, Christy, how has that affected you and your business and everything you're doing today and uh, how are you rising up from it oh my god that's like five questions and they're all excellent <laughs> sorry <laughs> i totally like listed um, too many of them but hopefully you'll have one one answer okay. for that yeah it's okay i i actually do i have like have you have you talked to me yet <laughs> i got like fifteen thousand answers um i love it this is so freaking weird. So weird. None of this makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. we're dealing with something that we've never, ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah. And no one that we know has seen this unless they were alive for the Spanish flu, which wasn't the same because we didn't have the media. 24 yeah. hours a day during the Spanish flu, right? Right. Television didn't exist. So there's that. No, our entire income base, as we know it as a company, dried up in a week because wow. all of our clients shut down or furloughed or went to modified service systems, which means they didn't have a use for our tools and mechanisms. So that sucks, right? Yeah. But yeah. that that doesn't mean we give up. That means we figure out a way to help them and build new opportunities for the company so that we actually can survive this. Mm. Because conventionally, when your clients dry up and you dry up, you don't survive. So I spent a lot of time really thinking about what we could do that would be different and helpful for 
our clients now and our clients in the future. Yeah. So we built a free webinar weekly series for our industry that is open to everybody and to help them through this whole crisis. But we also created a new service line that didn't exist before, especially for our industry. But I'm really excited because we created celebrity chef curated uh, food and smoothie and juice recipes that are focused on the healthcare space. Mm. So that not only the patients, but the providers are getting solid nutrition instead of like going into the cafeteria and getting a burger, fries, and a coffee. That's mm -hmm. not nutritious. We know this. Mm -hmm. We know mm -hmm. this. But that's what's available. So we're aiming to help change that with a low financial barrier to entry. And we're building that. But we're also building an entirely different product line that's built on drink at home concept. Originally, it was going to be used for commercial use, mm -hmm. for infusions and bars and restaurants, and now it is, it's a at-home thing. So we've mm -hmm. completely pivoted, even our original idea before this happened, we pivoted that now. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. It's all nuts. Wow. But it's so exciting. Yeah, no, it absolutely sounds like it. And I think that just goes back to my original compliment to you that you just sound like this amazing trailblazer <laughs> in, in what you do. And it also goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of this conversation that every day you're always looking for what's next. And it sounds like you've been able to figure that out. And I'm just really excited for you, Christy, and for your business and your nonprofit and everything you're doing today. And I think that all of us are going to come out of this pandemic different. You know, it's going to be a different type of normal. And it sounds like you are already preparing for that. Like you're already set for that. And really interesting to see what's going to happen when we're back out there again. And we could actually, I don't know, shake each other's hands or give each other high fives. Very curious to see what's going to look like. I know. Yeah. Well, Christy, we had such an incredible conversation today. I'm just very captivated by everything that you said. And I'm sure that our listeners will feel the same way. If they're interested in reaching out to you or learning more about you, how can they do that? How can they find you online? The best way is with our website, honestly. It's cjlconsult, and that's plural, consult.com, mm -hmm. or on LinkedIn. Just Google me on LinkedIn or search me because CJ Lawler. Perfect. Oh, wow. Any closing thoughts? <laughs> I feel like we can like talk forever, but I, I want to see if you had any final closing thoughts. I think the most important thing is to always trust yourself, value yourself, know what you bring to the table, and don't deviate from what you know. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome, Christy. Well, thank you so much again for your time. And to our listeners, we hope that today's episode gave you one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story so you can continue to make confident, informed decisions for you and your family. We look forward to speaking with you in the next episode and tune in next time.